left. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Purpose. As I wait for, mm, there's an issue with this. Why is there a challenge? Edit. I don't know why there's an issue with the Facebook stream. Let me try again. Okay. So I'm having an issue with the Facebook stream. I'm gonna try to add it to my primary page instead. Okay, so David, I can see you in the back office. Can you hear me? Okay, great. I can see you in the back office. Great. Welcome, 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 welcome to those viewers who are on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Hi, Sue, how are you? Welcome to Purpose. <laughs> Second broadcast, we have our guest ready, waiting, waiting in the studio. Come on, please share with the group. Let them know it's time, it's time, it's time. We're ready to roll. Now, Today's stream, I was trying to do it on the Prophetic Authors page, and there was an issue on Facebook's end. So what I will have to do is to stream it straight from my usual Facebook. So what I will do is to view the comments on Facebook. I'll view the comments from Facebook on my phone, and... Um, I'll view the comments from YouTube on the, on the stream. Now, as promised last week, as promised last week, today we will be interviewing a purpose-driven individual, right? We have a very special guest here with us this evening. I'm waiting for persons to come on. So as you come on, please share, 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 share the link, share the broadcast. And as we go through the remainder of the week, I'll urge you to share to share this interview, all right? Um, I hope you're not hearing this fan in the background of this song. Just a minute, I see there are a few persons on. So I'll give you one more minute or so before I start, all right? Welcome to all the persons on Twitter. Okay, so let me begin first by prayer as usual. Everything that we do here, everything that I do, I usually invite the presence of the Lord, all right? 
Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you have made. We're glad and we rejoice in it, Lord. Lord, we thank you for giving each of us here on earth purpose. We thank you, Lord, for those who are walking in their purpose. We thank you, Lord, for those who you have revealed purpose to, and we thank you for those who will know about their purpose. Lord, we thank you for life, and we thank you that every day we are here is a day for us to contribute to society. It's a day for us to grow and learn. It's a day for us to be better than we were the day before. Lord, we pray for unity. We pray for peace. We pray that you will harness the skills and the gifts and the, the natural talents that are within us mighty god i pray that you will give us wisdom knowledge understanding fear of you lord i pray that today that someone who watches this program will walk away more empowered knowing that they are purpose here on earth and that they will be motivated by the story that will be shared this evening for our guests lord we pray that the viewers will understand that there are many hindrances to one's achievement of purpose. And we pray that they will seek the Lord so the Lord can reveal to them the things that have hampered them in the past and the things that they need to do so that they can get the growth, the prosperity that you have promised in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, which will bring them to an expected end. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Now, before we start, off with our bashing it with our, our brilliant interview my gosh my gosh i got some awesome comments from the poster there are some persons who are really interested in hearing from state representative david Bowen. i'm waiting to see them come on i hope it's not the replay they're, they're, they're hoping to see i really would hope that they would come on so they can ask a live question right um right Just let me fix this right here, trying to deal with Facebook and Tinder at the same time, right? And um, we have a sponsor for today's show. I'm going to just quickly share today's sponsor, right? And I do hope that you'll be able to support them. Our sponsor today is, just a second, let me share the screen. Our sponsor today is Gentecare Nursing Services Incorporated, your home health care agency. You get paid to take care of your love. Gentecare Nursing provides care for the young and elderly in their homes and other facilities. It provides companions, CNAs, and HHA services on an hourly or living basis, right? Don't wait to get your loved ones the care that they need. They also train family members to take care of their loved one. And this is so important now in COVID where we don't want a lot of persons coming through our homes, right? We want our homes to be sterile. Gentle Care Nursing Service is located in Philadelphia. And if you want to get in touch with them, you can call them at 215-927-0958. Gentle Care Nursing Service is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can find them at www.gentlecns.com. So from our friends at Gentle Care Nursing Services, we thank you. We thank you for joining us today. And we will begin our show. All right. So switching over. Thank you so much, Gentle Care, our kind sponsors for today's broadcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
we have today a brilliant mind, right? Who we'll be interviewing in just a minute. Okay. For those of you who have come onto the show, please make your comments. Please make your comments on the Facebook comment screen and on YouTube. Thank you, Gentle Care Agency. I see you here in the YouTube stream. Thank you very much for today's sponsorship. Right. Um, last week, I promised you that I was going to touch a little bit on hindrances to purpose, right? I am sure our very, very special guest can attest to the fact that he has a purpose and that he has experienced challenges in his life, okay? So before we hear from our brilliant mind that has been interviewed today, I'm just going to be speaking a little bit about some hindrances to your purpose, okay? Now, last week on the first show, I gave a definition of what purpose is, okay? And I spoke about the fact that each of us have a purpose and that there were some individuals who were just not walking in their purpose, okay? I differentiated between your skills and your talents and the fact that I drew reference to scriptures, to scriptures in Matthew that spoke about what happens when we do not use our purpose, okay? And what happens when we use our purpose? God wants us to use our purpose. And he said, too much is given, much is expected, okay? And when you don't use the natural gifts and the spiritual gifts, and when you don't edify yourself through knowledge, through, through learning in so many different ways, going back to school as well, okay? What you actually do is prevent yourself from achieving purpose. But if if knowledge, if, if, if education was the only driving factor to you becoming successful, then a lot of persons would be successful and, and wouldn't be in a, a situation where they're experiencing lack, okay? It's just that life oftentimes will throw us curves. don't work out as we plan it. It just doesn't work out as we, as, we, as we had planned. And I'm sure our dear state rep here can attest to persons he knows, you know, and about probably some of the plans that he has had in the past that just never work out. You know, it's a part of life. But I want you to know this. Whenever you experience failure, which is natural, you will experience failure at some point or the other in life with something that you have done. Whenever you experience failure, it is a time and a chance for you to evaluate the issues, the causes of the failure, and the potential learning opportunities for the failure that you have experienced, okay? So I'm just going to be giving you some quick pointers from some of the things I wrote about in my book called Purpose, right? I spoke about failures in purpose and I spoke about many things that can cause, that can impact your purpose. Now, I don't have time to go through all of this. Some you're going to have to just read the book. But I just want to quickly tell you that they are, remember we said that man is tripartite, he is mind, body, and spirit. There are things that are spiritual that can impact your life, that can impact purpose and can cause failure. Spiritual influences. And if you are not walking in the spirit, you will not know these things. That is why it's important to have mentors, to have ministers or pastors who are trained in the spiritual, who can redirect you and guide you, especially if they realize that you're going through some spiritual experience or you're having some hindrance because of a spiritual factor, right? 
These spiritual factors can impact your mind. There are things called mind-binding spirits, right? We have spirits that cause infirmity, okay? Sometimes something as simple as generational curse or a sacrifice or so can impact you. There are persons who have experienced stagnancy and setback no matter how hard they try. They, they, they go to school and just when they're supposed to graduate, they drop out. Something happened. It's not normal. Something is wrong. Okay? And what I have found out through even my own personal walk with the Lord is that there are declarations made in the spiritual realm even sometimes before we are born. Because many of us are taught about the things of the Spirit, we don't understand that there are things Uh-oh, I think we lost her. Let's see. Everybody stand by. what happened we just got cut off we apologize for that break we apologize for that okay right, yes. yes i'm back sorry okay. i didn't see that i was going through i was going through the list of things so i didn't have you right there to see no, that it went good. off what's the last thing you heard state rep what's the last thing i said uh, you were going into uh the challenges that come with it and your own personal experience Yes. So I said there were some spiritual challenges that can impact us and some are generational. So you may realize that sometimes in some families, some persons, they are married. Some persons, nobody can advance past a particular state. If someone does advance past a particular state, it might be because they're married to someone who has a covering, you know, who has a great spiritual covering. And because of that, they're able to prosper. If you notice, there are many communities, I see it even here in Jamaica, where there's a stagnancy. The, the, the community is not growing and for persons to receive wealth, for persons to, to rise above the other members in the family, they have to move out. These things are real. If you just look on it with the natural eyes, you won't realize. So, right. so generational issues, right? And to get all this information, you can find it in the purpose book. Stronghold on curses, right? That's another thing. And these can also be caused by disobedience and rebellion, you know, things such as abortions and joining cults and visiting psychics and mediums. These things can impact you, can impact your purpose. Spiritual bondage will impact your purpose. Okay. Yeah, Some of the things that you watch, if you do not watch healthy, healthy programming, it will impact your mind. It will impact your mind. So it's important that you protect all your gates, your eye gates, your ear gates. You understand what you feed your spirit. Feed it with positive thoughts. The things that you watch will, after a while, play over in your mind. The people who you hang out with, you have to look on those things too. Association can impact you. 
right? So I'm just going to tell you right now, 32 reasons why people fail. And this is just a part of that, a little poem that I wrote in my book. And this was written where I was experiencing failure and I couldn't understand why no matter what I did, no matter how many times I looked over the work, it was just an error that I just didn't see, right? And how the Lord teaches me, state rep, is that he puts me in a practical situation. He teaches me practically. So whatever lesson it is that I need to learn, he's going to put me in that situation and I need to learn the lesson. <laughs> I don't know if that's fortunately or unfortunately, state rep, but that's just how he teaches me practically. Yeah. And as a technical and vocational instructor, that is how best people learn, the show. You want to teach a man to swim, you have to put him in the water and he has to learn. Otherwise, he will never become confident. Okay? That's right. And that's, that's what right. God teaches us. And so, good afternoon, good afternoon to all our viewers here. Good afternoon, Carlene, GCNS, all the persons who are logging on. As you log on, please share, please share, please share. All right? We have a very special guest here, right? Please share, right? So we're talking, for those who just logged on, about things that can impact your purpose. And I'm about to tell you about 32 reasons why people fail. Okay, people fail when they're not empowered to win. People don't fail because they're just negligent. People fail because they're not empowered to win. People fail when their performance is not aligned to their purpose. People fail when their want is different from what God desires for their lives. So when your life don't line up, yes, it's a struggle. You 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 are working in a field because your parents want you to work in our field or because of it looks nice, it looks like it pays well, or maybe it gives you a great image. Well, that is what God wants for you. You understand? You will experience failure. We're living mediocre lives because we're not walking in alignment with our purpose, right? That's right. People That's fail right. when there is a growth opportunity awaiting elsewhere. Can you imagine? That was an eye-opener for me, state rep, when God told me that. I am failing because there's a growth opportunity waiting somewhere for me and I am stuck holding on to what I'm used to. I'm used to teaching. I'm used to this particular situation. I'm spending five years at this place. You understand? But it's time for me to move on. It's time for me to get another challenge. It's time for me to use the gifts and the talents inside. The Lord also said people fail when they're not responding quickly a dynamic, globally competitive environment. Can you imagine? So mm. we're left behind. Right now, COVID has forced so many organizations and institutions to become technologically driven, right? How technologically sound, right, are you? What are your policies or your principles? Are you catching up with the technology? Are you flexible enough to allow work from home practices? Are you, or are you still work in an environment where you're afraid that your employees might earn online so you don't want them to work from home. You understand? We, we, we are work, we're in a situation where this generation, the millennials, don't have the patience that we had to do certain mm. things. They want things quick. So we have to be responsive to them. We have to be responsive to the new workers. You understand? So he also said this, people fail when the wrong strategy is applied to a situation or when there is Absolutely. no strategy. Absolutely. We agree with that situation. In everything, you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you're setting up set yourself for fear. So you have to have a plan that says, this is how I plan to achieve this particular goal. People feel when there is incorrect timing. So you might have a plan and the plan is good. 
but maybe it's not time yet for you to launch. That can cause failure, okay? So you make a note of these points. There are many more reasons why people fail. He says, sometimes we're very slow and unresponsive to finding an issue or a solution to a problem. You understand? You know what happened? God might give you an idea, right? And God said to you, David, this is it, COVID. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go forth and I want you to launch this new business that offers X, Y, or Z services. You, maybe because of fear, maybe because you want company, maybe because you don't have the money, you're slow in responding, right, to the issue and to what God wants. And because of it, somebody else get the opportunity and goes to the market first. So we have to look on these things. You understand? Reasons why people fail, right? Uh, and, and failure... Failure is an opportunity for us to grow. Right. You understand? So don't look on it as a reason to just step back and stop what you're doing. It's an opportunity. And as an advocate and as someone who is in politics, state rep Bowen can tell you there are a lot of times he might have ideas and the ideas don't work, but at least he tried. You understand? At least he tried. He's going to share his story. He's a young man, a young passionate man, a young handsome, might I say, passionate man. That's the comments I've been getting. State <laughs> The ladies who have seen the poster, right? Yes, how does he focus? How does he focus to be able to do his work? People fail, right? When processes are not clear, when they are not efficient or, or suited for success, you understand? If the goals aren't properly written, people will fail as well. That's right. People will also fail if they are not motivated, whether it be within or externally to perform. People will fail as well when they refuse to try. People will fail when their talent is not in alignment with the work that they're doing. There are so many reasons why people fail. We're not here to just talk about the reason why people fail. I'm breaking right here at 15, number 15 out of 32 reasons why people fail. And I am going to go into hearing about the state rep Boyne's story. How did he become a state rep? You know what a state rep is? In Jamaica, we have politicians, we have the prime minister, we have MPs, right? We have mm -hmm. members of the Senate. In the United States... Uh-oh, we missed her again. She should be jumping back on. Can you hear me? Okay, because I'm about to remove him from the screen, right? Um, remove myself from the screen, rather, so that you have him oh, gotcha. all to yourself. Yeah, you're, right. Right? Yeah, right. you're, you're just teeing it up so I can uh, jump in. Okay. So I'm not sure what that feedback is, but okay. So I'm not going to be asking him a few questions. I know you want to know about his background. Who is he? Where is he from? How did he become state rep? One at a time. And I know that his story will motivate you. So I'm going to come off the screen and um, so we can get a full view of you, sir. All right. Awesome. Awesome. First off, thank you so much, Lisa Ann, for 
the invite to come on and, and to share and to give some insight on your amazing show um, and, and to focus on holistic healing. Uh, that's something the, the whole globe needs. Our country definitely needs it. Um, everything that we're all going through. And um, I think things are being uh, just so tough for be, us to be able to get through uh, the different situations in our lives. So I uh, really thank you for creating this platform. I thank God for the opportunity to be alive, um, to be on it. Uh, my background uh, stems from uh, roots in Jamaica. Um, my parents, uh, and as Donnie McClurkin says, my parents' parents are from Jamaica. Um, and, and I'm thankful for those roots. Um, they have helped to shape me into the man that I am today. And um, uh, my parents came uh, over to the States in the late 70s, um, early 80s as well. I were able to establish new roots here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Out of all the places we, we joke about, um, our family could have been rooted in. Uh, it goes to my Uncle George and his traveling and working in the United States and then settling in the state of Wisconsin. So, you know, we skip Florida, we skip New York and we skip uh, uh, Georgia and all the other places we could have went to. Uh, a lot of Jamaicans up in Connecticut. We skipped Connecticut and we ended up right here in Wisconsin. So um, but I, I thank God for it. We were able to have access to really good public schools that me and my siblings went to. Big shouts out to uh, all my siblings that I grew up with. I'm the only boy, so uh, amazing women uh, that have uh, come from my family and gone on to work in uh, different uh, areas of the community and industry and education. Uh, so thankful for them. And, uh, you know, my, my, my roots in this community uh, go back to when I was a teenager, um, uh, seeing uh, a number of injustices, even as a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, and getting involved in the community. So my first protest was at the age of 13. Uh, the Ku Klux Klan right here in the, this country is a hate group of white people that they uphold white supremacy, and they go around the country trying to, to, to talk about recruiting people for their message, for their hate. And uh, I was a part of a protest on the opposite side of them. Uh, and the goal of the people that were unified against this hate group was to be um, much more louder and much more impactful in our message of love and unity and uh, making sure that we took care of our community. So um, I was a part of that on the other end. And uh, something got sparked in me by God to say, you know what, you have a place in doing this in some capacity. Um, but I didn't fully walk in that until, uh, sad to say, I... I uh, uh, was in and out of college um, trying to figure out if I really was meant to be an architect. I just had it on my mind to be an architect because um, I knew that it would be a profession my parents would be proud of. <laughs> and uh, and it's not that many black people in the United States that work as architects. It is probably the least diverse field, uh, less than any other uh, profession in the United States. Uh, it is 99% white. And um, uh, I, I sought to try to make my legacy uh, in the field of architecture. But instead of designing buildings and designing cities, I get a chance to, um, to design change, to design what the future looks like in my community. So, um, you know, fast forward a little bit, I ended up working for a youth organization on the north side of the city. Uh, big shouts out to uh, my sister, Charlotte Moore and Reggie Moore, her husband, who created this youth organization I was a part of and then I worked for. And uh, I served in this uh, 
this program here in in the United States called AmeriCorps. It's kind of like the Peace Corps where you go across the seas and, and you serve the country. In this version of the program, you serve by uh, giving up a year. I gave up two years uh, back to back of serving in these nonprofit organizations and giving back to my community that way. Uh, so I did that for two years and I really found that I had uh, a real uh, calling and and desire to work with young people, to work with high school students and uh, middle school students and to speak life into them. Uh, so I did that work for quite some time, um, seven, and uh, moving all the way up to about 2011, I was around a number of people uh, who just saw a lot of potential in me. I was always popping up on the news and engaged in the community on different campaigns and, and projects. And um, I had some people around me that saw that in the front uh, rather than in the background. You know, we, we were encouraging folks in political leadership and in community leadership to make the right decisions to benefit the community and to benefit young people. Um, but I, I had people around me that believed I could run for office and then be one of those policymakers, be one of those people in power. Um, so I, I thought that was crazy. <laughs> my parents thought that was crazy. Um, I told my parents and they laughed at it and they were like, what are you crazy? Um, I think, and, and I'm very sure politics in Jamaica that they are used to as much, uh, it gets really, it really does get crazy, um, as well. So, you know, to go into a field like that, um, it, it has to be, uh, it, it, for, for somebody like me, it has to be God pulling me to do it. So I couldn't let it go. Um, I really did think about it. I talked to a lot of people and um, I, I aligned with God and said, look, I'll, I'll jump off this cliff as long as you allow me to fly. So uh, I did that. I ran that election age of 25, um, announced when I was 24 and won that race with a group of uh, young people, a team of young people, and we won that election. So I get elected the youngest uh, person of the Milwaukee County Board at the age of 25. Um, and then, you know, I am a part of this first wave of people my age in their younger 20s um, running for uh, elected office. Um, you know, $1.3 billion budgets I'm giving insight on. Uh, policies and, and laws and, and different issues that are happening. Uh, back then, we had situations with uh, people in the community being being abused and um, being mistreated by law enforcement and police. And that's been a constant issue uh, that I've continued to work on. Um, and, and we've been on the front lines of all those things. So, um, you know, it really was God calling me to do that. And I, I made that move. And then it was just a lot of winning. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I ended up being the uh, second highest ranking member of the Democratic Party for our state. Um, I was a super delegate uh, in the Electoral College, so um, uh, in, in our convention. So, uh, you know, in the 2016 presidential election, I went to the national convention. I am around uh, Hillary Clinton. I'm around Bernie Sanders. I'm around all of these national figures that are on the the height of uh, political um, the, the political apparatus um, in our country. Mm -hmm. And um, all of this is happening back to back to back to back. 
Um, I get married as well in uh, 2016, and um, uh, I, uh, you know, have the chance to uh, experience what that is like and falling in love and uh, uh, finding the love of your life and being a part of that. Um, and then, uh, you know, I got to 2019. And in 2019, I ran for the biggest position I ran for at the time. It was to be chair of our state party, um, a job that pays six figures, a job that controls the whole Democratic Party in the state of Wisconsin. Um, all of our organizations, all of our elections, um, millions of dollars that you make decisions on. Um, and I lost that race. And uh, that was a sign of other losses that were to come. Um, and going through uh, a short marriage that turned into a divorce and then going through uh, the 2020 election and COVID and, uh, and, uh, and, and by myself, literally being isolated to this place um, of also seeing that the, the, all the things I wanted to change in politics um, it, it just wasn't happening. Uh, it was worse going from the local level to the state level. Even though I'm going higher, it's harder to get real change. It's harder to make things happen um, in that arena. So, um, you know, dealing with uh, all these things happening and feeling like uh, I'm not enough and things won't change and, and, and literally getting to a breaking point uh, where God had to uh, show me even despite these things happening, I still have worth and I still have value and I still have purpose. Um, and uh, it, it was it was in that isolation um, in 2020 when everything shut down in our country, businesses closed. Um, oh, I forgot the part. I started a business. That was a part of the part of winning. Uh, I started a business and it was doing really well up until the pandemic and the pandemic shut down my business too. So, Ooh. so, so I, and I and I lost a lot of money. <laughs> I, lost, I lost a lot of money. So, uh, yeah, it was some big losses. How easy was it to bounce back after experiencing that loss? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, and, and being able to find value in in life itself, even when you aren't winning, was the key of what God was showing me. Um, so I, I went through that and um, I had to find value in my contributions um, that were able to be released right after the, well, still during the pandemic, but in the uh, the killing of George Floyd, um, it riveted the whole country. So it sparked protests all across the nation. And uh, the same roots that I had in the community and protesting and engagement, and uh, trying to find solutions that was put on uh, on display. And uh, I was on national news everywhere. It was um, back to a place where I could see that I could uh, be a part of this growing movement. I could uh, be able to lead there and, and have a leading role again and seeing that God was calling me to do these work with random people that I'd never met before, many, uh, some that I did, um, but, you know, to be a part of that movement and to uh, lead the political change and the political angle of the things that need to happen so that we can create change in, in our country, in our community, in our state, um, that was big, too. So I, I went through that process. I found my purpose again. Um, 
and I was able to uh, make a, a dramatic shift in just how I, I see life and how I'm thankful, um, you know, for the things that God does uh, does give me does give me the uh, you know the spiritual gifts I was able to gain during that time of really tapping in. I really do uh, see the value of you know the infancy of your uh, of your faith and of your walk with God, and then maturing in that. Um, as the word talks about, um, you know, that has um, a, a lot of value. Um, I hope I'm not frozen on everybody else's end. Lisa already said I was frozen. Hopefully I'm not frozen anymore. Um, but, you know, I, I, I was in that place where I was seeing things completely different from, from a different angle and um, uh, was thankful for it because it really did open my eyes that it was much more in those short moments of winning, it really, life itself is about the character that you can build, um, the things that you can build, even with the, the, the rocks that are thrown at you, the stones that are thrown at you. Um, and, you know, and, and being able to operate on a level um, that is much higher uh, and the stakes are higher too. So, uh, you know, getting attacks from from police departments and police chiefs that don't want to change, right? That the, the things that I'm asking for to change, they are completely opposed to it. Um, you know, seeing the things that are happening, then you have the 2020 election um, uh, in November of uh, 2020, and uh, you know, Donald Trump and all the dynamics in our country. We are right in the middle of it, and my leadership is on display. And, um, you know, all those things happen. Uh, so I, I was just thankful that, uh, you know, essentially I was able to find my purpose, even through turmoil, even through some of the hardest moments of my life. Uh, and I remember being, you know, the, the spirit of suicide, even being um, uh, trying to drag me into uh, feeling so much as a failure, so much as someone who has, uh, you know, has not contributed to the betterment in a sense, the betterment of the world, the betterment of uh, of your life, and to see things go down so low. I remember, I remember being in that place, and I remember God pulling me out, and uh, and then realizing that I had a much more bigger purpose to be able to contribute. That the story did not end in those chapters, but that there were more chapters to write. So uh, and, and to live. So uh, from that standpoint, I, I was thankful even to this day, where I can go, I can look back and 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 think how. Uh, valuable it is to really go through those storms and to make it through. And the testimony, uh, you know, is still writing itself. But the fact that I'm alive, the fact that I am still fighting, the fact that I am focused on um, on these issues where there are black folks in this country with my skin color and, and we're fighting for change, we're fighting for equity, uh, we're fighting for uh, the ability to be able to build these legacies as our parents have done. Um, uh, whether it was my 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 papa and uh, mama in Jamaica, or was it whether it was uh, my grandmother, uh, Mama Mac, um, uh, able to build legacies in Jamaica, and my parents here uh, making that big transition from Jamaica to this country, and then us in this generation knowing that we have we have a chance with the with the baton to be able to take this as far as we can uh, before uh, it, before we we can anymore. So I, I'm thankful that my new focus is about how I can please God, how I can uh, be able to find my impact 
to bring people to Christ and, and, and my ability to be able to remind folks that their story doesn't end even in their worst uh, situations. Hopefully Lisa's still there with us. Yeah, there you go. I just saw you, uh, you gotta press the button one more time. Mentioned the word suicide, right? That really stuck up in with me because sometimes person will look on you and say, this is a very successful and influential person. I would even think about suicide, you know? We're human beings. Each and every one of us has emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's how it the devil, exactly. the devil don't pick people just because they should be separated from something and say, no, that's too worse for them. No, Job mm -hmm. had to go through it. So, mm -hmm. so, so, so we got to go through it too. And, um, you know, it's so funny. Job, Job, that's the way Job thought of it. He said, why was I even born? Right? Mm -hmm. Why would I even value my life and the things that I uh, have been able to do? I, maybe I should not have even had the chance. Born. To Right. He questions mm -hmm. all of those things. And he was a rich man. He was mm -hmm. a wealthy man. He was um, a, a man that was so focused on contributing to the desires of God uh, constantly that, you know, these things didn't touch him. But and his friends would never think that of him either. But he had to go through it. He had to go through it. To go through it, and and that's too because the Lord explained he had a purpose, but the Lord also made a promise. He made a promise to him. You see, because the Lord considered him faithful, he had to go through the trial Absolutely. and the test. If you Absolutely. don't get the test, you won't have a testimony. You have to go through the test to get that testimony. And at the end of the day, people respect you and will definitely see the purpose on your life and to know that it didn't come easy. You have to fight for everything. You have to work for everything that you have. God has given you a purpose. Yes. But he doesn't want lazy people. He wants us to know that our purpose is to help others. It's not for us. It's for mm -hmm. us to help others. That's so right. why are these distractions? Because even the spirit of suicide, I call it a distraction. Yes, these things come to kill your purpose. They are hindrances. You understand? Mm -hmm. And there are many persons who we might have seen on the television, who we know can positively contribute to society. But they give up because of these spiritual influences. If you're in ministry like myself, you realize that we, we, when you do deliverance, we often pick up on a spirit of suicide. It's a spirit and a spirit can go. You understand? And That's so right. we have to look on these things. I, I know for you, it cannot be easy coming from a Christian background, trying to walk in the way of the Lord and especially representing the Democratic Party. How do you do that? That must, that must be hard for you, especially because of the, the different ideologies for both parties. How do you cope, especially with, you know, pro-life versus, you know, people who are for abortion? How do you manage? Do you, is it that you just focus on your state and the issues in your state and you, you, you hold on to the principles that you have got the foundation from your family and from the Lord? How do you do it? How do you do it? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I believe that you can't throw people away. And, um, it's just very clear that we're all going to go through different situations. And I try to have a philosophy that um, that no matter you know what someone has done or what they um, get caught up in, caught in, they still have value in God's eyes. So they should have value in our country and on our state and our and our government so that their life isn't just seen that it is uh, worthless and uh, able to be thrown away. 
um, even though we may throw each other away, even though we may give up on each other. So um, I, I try to walk with that. And uh, one, of the, one of the really good things I, I thank my mom for is uh, this ability to be so forgiving, this ability to be uh, and maybe it's the Jamaican in me. To I feel like Jamaican people will will forgive a lot more than, than other people. But um, but there there is a love that you have for people that I have that I, is just unshakable. I have to be able to keep that at the forefront, even if somebody, especially you know, I I serve in the corrections committee as ranking member, and I am going to prisons. I am meeting people who have taken lives who have been in a situation where they are looking for a second chance um and even seeing their, their the families of victims you know have a, a sense of grace and mercy for the folks that have hurt them and their families to believe that they'll those individuals still do deserve a second chance to be able to prove uh that they can be contributing members of the community that they uh can provide more value than the worst thing than they have ever done um you know it, it's it's very clear that if you operate from that perspective uh you know a lot of the infighting and the things that we end up arguing over years ago uh we were able to have much more common uh ground than we did today uh but that comes from seeing people's humanity that comes from uh, remembering that, uh, you know, even when people are in tough situations, that they still deserve grace and they still deserve mercy too, because God has crowned them with it. Um, and he, he believes that they deserve grace and mercy. So we should be able to do the same, trying to legislate that, uh, in policy, trying to push that in change is the hardest thing, um, that I think uh, I've been able to do in, in this country and our state faces because when you look at the statistics, the people that look like me, that look like us, um, they are set from the beginning at a disadvantage. Um, you know, my parents came to this country with nothing and were able to still build value in, uh, in family and to, to, to break generational curses. Uh, you know, to, to prayer, a lot of prayer. First generation homeowners, and now I am a homeowner owner now, yeah, right? And, and to be able to grow in that and flow in that, um, you know, our parents were able to work in jobs that, um, oh man, I think of Uncle Lynch right now, right? Uh, my Uncle Lynch, who was amazing, uh, worked for, and as a number of our family members did a meat packing plant right here in Milwaukee. And they served for years, yes, yes. The, best the, the best years of their lives to this. Yes, yes. Um, uh, and sometimes the company didn't always, you know, give back that same uh, uh, mm -hmm. equity and, yes. and, and, and everything that they deserve. Uh, but they were able to make it through. They were able to make mm -hmm. something out of very little and sometimes out of yes. nothing. Um, yes. you know, dumplings, that's what basically dumplings are. Something <laughs> out of nothing. Yes. I, and I love dumplings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, flour and water. Flour and yes. water. In the pot and, and it's like you, you came and made something amazing. And I think that's what our people embody. That's what our um, our parents embody every day. Um, so I, I'm thankful I get a chance to be influenced by them and to uh, to, to have all these uh, these values that I've been able to pick up from, from their examples. Um, uh, in my opinion, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing for me to be able to say, you know what, even though things didn't work out the way that I, I wanted them to, um, I've seen my parents experience full joy, 
um, mm-hmm. uh, just being around family and 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 putting more value in how much more money you can make, putting more value in um, uh, when people disappoint you, uh, putting yeah. much more value in, into uh, other things. To me, that's like the gifts of the spirit. Um, you know, that's that's kindness. That's uh, the fruitfulness that comes with looking at life in a completely different way than how the world looks at it. Wow. Coming from a, a, a young person, I am so amazed that your eloquence and your vision, how, how would you define purpose? How would you define purpose? Um, I, I, I look at purpose as, um, you know, the, the, the list of things God is calling you to do. Um, if, if you look at the, uh, the story of the, the servants with the talents, right? Uh, one servant gets one talent. Uh, mm-hmm. one servant gets, uh, how much was it? like five, mm-hmm. uh, right. And, and, you know, you got the people who got few and the people have much, um, mm-hmm. the people who had much were able to multiply the talents and come back with even more. Um, but it was a servant with one that got so frustrated Fearful. one that he got, he yeah. forgot that he could have did something with it with to mm-hmm. bring back more. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when when people start uh, tying their purposes to, um, you know, what God has given me rather than what he's he's given you. And compared. I'm compared to what I got compared to what mm-hmm. you got. Um, you know, there's purpose in me to take what God has given me and be able to multiply that to create something um, to build onto something. So uh, purpose is, is it's God given. It's God called. Um, that's how I see purpose. It's God-given, it's God-called. Awesome. God-given and God-called. If God made us, then he will know why he made us. In Jeremiah chapter 1, it says, before we were formed in our mother's womb, he knew us. You understand? We have a purpose. We have a purpose, and it's time for us to walk in alignment to be able to achieve the purpose. What is your passion and what is your purpose today? How many talents has the Lord given you? How many have you used? Right? God gave David a passion for people. Right? He had, yes, he was very creative and he wanted, his dream was to be an architect, but look at how life changed. <laughs> look at that. And he is so influential. I'm sure at 13, you weren't, at 13, were you thinking you wanted to become a politician? Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought if I could do it, I would do it much later in life when I was like 50 years old, right? I didn't see other young people running for office and, and being a part of these positions of power and these decision-making positions. Uh, everybody was old, old, old. <laughs> so, so I, you know, to be able to, to, you know, get the chance to be a part of that. And then I end up seeing a wave of other young people who saw what I did and then they get encouraged to go do the same thing. Um, you know, and I'm a part of a network of young elected officials across the country um, I even met a, uh, a, a young brother that works in the government in Jamaica through social media um, one time and being able to see that this, there's this new influx of uh, young, people yes. who are called to be a part of this and they are yes. not the norm. They're not the typical people who would come from families with really big names, yes. come from families mm-hmm. with a lot of money. Right. Um, they are, they're, they're running exactly from this position that God put them in to do it. From the heart, leading from the heart, leading from the heart. I would say that too. If I had the courage, David, I respect you so much, David, because guess what? 
when I was 16, I thought about becoming a politician. I looked, yes, I looked on my community and I said, no, uh, uh, uh. this community has been neglected for so long. It needs growth. We have so much that we can do. This community, it's a treasure. Look at all the rivers. We're surrounded by our rivers. We're, an, we're like an island. And I just saw the, the community got stagnant and I was very upset. But then when I looked on the politics then in the 90s, right, I thought of the corruption and what I'd have to do and the yeah. fact that there weren't many women in it at the time, right? Yeah. How much influence would I have? I wasn't a popular name. I wasn't coming from a wealthy family. And I say that fear did impact me. Fear was a hindrance, yes. And yeah. With the passion that I had for people and for community development, right? I'm sure I could have made an impact. Maybe if you were around then, <laughs> people who we could model, you know, as good community leaders, right? Um, then maybe it would have made a difference. Maybe it would have been a difference. Here in Jamaica, it's, it's so much different. We're used to having persons who are just like in your country, who are much older, like our parents' age and above, right? Who are, who are, who are in politics. But to see how much, especially the groundwork from urban underground to now and to see the voice of the young people, people are tired of the oppression of not being able to advance socioeconomically. They want change. They're of the, 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 the prejudice, the, the, the being disenfranchised because of your skin. These issues that have been around for so many centuries, so many decades, they're still there. And the people nowadays, they're trying to effect change. I want to ask you this question. So in all your, between going to school, the, the, the passion for the youth and entering the politics now, what are some of the real life experiences you've you spoken about a few? What other hindrances would you say were major hindrances to your experience and to your, even to your purpose? Did you experience any entrance? Everything, as you talked about fear, I had to go through experiences that broke fear off of me. So, um, you know, the, the, as, a, as the word says, the very things, the very things that I feared the worst came upon me. Literally all of those <laughs> things happened at the same time. <laughs> and, How and did you cope? How did you cope? And yeah, and to break it off. So, so it couldn't hinder me anymore. So I couldn't, uh, be in a position where I was making decisions just so I would I would look the best. I would look like nothing's wrong, um, but I'm not taking any risk and I'm not serving the true purpose that God has called me to do. A position is more of uh, of the same of uh, the old guard who got entrenched into just having a position and they would just keep a position for years and it wouldn't be about actually changing anything. It wouldn't be about serving in a way with integrity that you are getting that you're the only one uh, getting benefit rather than the people, rather than the community. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. It's a natural progression. Even look at the story of uh, King Saul. Right. And he, he gets entrenched to what he wants to do and not what God is calling God him, to wants him to do. And the disobedience impacted him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he lost his position way. on purpose. Yes. So when but when that happens. God will call somebody else. God will yes. raise somebody else to be able to be in that position. And uh, how they get there will look crazy because it'd be like, where did this person even come from? You mm -hmm. know, um, you know, uh, who, who was the prophet that was supposed to go select the next king uh, after Saul? Uh, who was that? Who was the prophet? It wasn't Samuel. Samuel, oh. Samuel. Samuel was the one who selected David after Saul. David. 
so so Samuel starts to go to his own thinking and he's he's thinking um maybe God wants somebody who looks good like King Saul who's tall and who who fits this mold of what a king is supposed to look like but King David didn't fit any of that criteria description yeah that's not true <laughs> so because yeah. because he was called um and he was called from a different place who knew a shepherd a shepherd boy would be a better fit as king to mm -hmm. be able to take care of God's people rather than the the exact mold of what people yes. expect. But to God, that's exactly what he was looking for. Exactly. Um, that's exactly the criteria. It, it was more so about his heart more than mm -hmm. uh, what he looked like. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, David would, was able to display that throughout his whole life. Even when he fell, he was able to, dis to display that. Everything came back to his heart. It was a yes, a man of God, God's own heart. Your heart is important, mm -hmm. and it's important for us to live our purpose, right? Despite what others see and what others feel and think. How readily, though, were you accept, accepted at the table? Were oh, you easily accepted? <laughs> no, not at all. I had um, oh, I had people that like they thought I was arrogant and I thought I knew everything. And I'm like, I never said this. <laughs> why, do you, why do you feel like, um, you know, I'm just this uh, uh, too smart to be kid uh, coming kid, in? Yes. I, remember, I remember being in a meeting, and this is a finance meeting. So uh, we talk about the budget. We talk about, you know, all these millions of dollars that we have to spend on different decisions. And one of the staff said, who's this kid? <laughs> mm hmm and the, one of the other staff, and they were they were up for uh, a position that was a really high position. The other staff had to tell them like, uh, "You might want to not say that too loud. That's your boss." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's 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 uh, it's it's funny that you know uh, I was in that position, and I took it very seriously, even though it was probably one of the very beginning stages of elected office. Uh, that you can get access to. I took it very seriously, and I poured a lot of uh, just just focus and and things that I knew that my my constituents needed me to focus on. Um, but I didn't let that hinder me. Um, you know, I, I've been around uh, a number of just great mentors and folks in the community and great family um, uh, who have all been in positions where you know other people felt like it wasn't. It wasn't their time. It was too early. Um, they shouldn't be the ones to do it. Somebody else should. And you still have to work through all those things. So I was able to, to work through it too. Wow. How many years uh, have you now been involved in politics? Next year makes 10 years. I'll be a decade in an elected office next year. So, which is a crazy decade, to say. decade, you look, yes, I can understand their comments because you still look like you're in college. That's such a blessing. <laughs> well, but, but the gray hairs, like, they're adding up. So <laughs> it's showing that I'm not that young anymore. You know, and then on top of that, when I see the young people who are before me, who interned for me, they worked for me and then they start running for office and then they get an office next to mine. And then, you know, they're <laughs> running in campaigns where I'm endorsing them and, um, it, it, it's showing a level of progression where it's just beyond what I ever could imagine um, I would be able to be a part of. How has the mentorship experience been, though? 
being able to mentor other youngsters to say, hey, if I did this, through the grace of God, you can do it too. Mm -hmm. What's that? No, the, the mentorship is impactful because you see yourself through those same young people. Uh, you see when you were just so focused on trying to get an outcome, um, trying to, you know, sometimes, you know, there, there's this push that you always have to be focused on what the next position is. Uh, but what if God isn't calling you to another position? What if God is saying, that's it, time to move on. And it's like, I can let go of that now, but before I couldn't do that. I was so entrenched into uh, just, you know, interviews and, uh, you know, traveling and like, and being in a position that I ended up thinking that my identity was that I was an elected official, not that it was not, mm, who God the other way around. You know, my identity yeah. is in Christ. My identity yes. is what God is calling me to do. Um, Amen. And I'm able to let go of things really quickly now. And I can tell people no really quickly now. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes I, in I, maturity. That comes in a lot of maturity. It's a, yes, it's a, it and, and that's exactly what maturity is. Um, you know, when you're drinking milk, you know, you 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 act like a child. Uh, yes. You gotta start consuming solid food, and then mm -hmm. you you end up growing up and, and being a lot bigger uh, than the mm -hmm. situation that you're facing. But you know, a lot of those things that have me bound, oh man, those things are gone, long gone. <laughs> that's called transformation. <laughs> transformation. There you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh no. Do you do you have time for yourself? Do you have time to enjoy life? Because being a politician can be so hectic, right? Do, do yeah. you have time to pursue other goals, right? Do you have other dreams to say, well, okay, I'm gonna end, I'm gonna leave politics by a certain time, and and you have set that goal for yourself to say, I would love to pursue other dreams by by a certain time, you know, and let they let those who have come before me, you know, you know, take over the button. I, I'm confident enough to know that I've made an impact, right? And now it's time for me, now that I've served my purpose here to go and to make an impact somewhere else, you know? Do you think about that? And do you get the time to even, to even think about that? Yeah, now I do. Now I do. Um, I, I try to think ahead now. Um, and I also attempt to uh, make sure that I am focused on more than just the things that are in front of me. I'm, I'm still one track minded. I can't multitask to save my life, but I can do one thing at a time really well. And I get a chance to focus on more than just the immediate things. Now I really get a chance to plan ahead. So uh, I'm thankful for that. I do know I have a calling to do some things through ministry and I look forward to that. Um, and then I'm in minister training right now. So looking forward to, uh, crossing that threshold when it's ready and, um, continue to make an impact that way. And, uh, and especially working with men, I really do see, uh, a future. So that's your focus I believe in ministry folks with, and, and, uh, to work with men. There's a lot of value in that. There's a lot of things that men need, uh, that they, that they cannot find, or they have no idea how to, how to get access to it. So there's a lot of work that needs to happen there and uh, to be able to contribute there. I, I, I'm, I, I see so many different routes of things that I can do, uh, even in business and still doing that um, and having a chance now that the pandemic is, is getting a little bit better and it's, it's, it's more things under control, but there's still some questions out there, um, you know, still doing business, still doing uh, a number of different things and uh, being able to plan uh, for the future. And I take time off. I, I don't work myself to death like I used to. 
I, I'm Jamaican, so I, I work hard. So, so I I can work till I can't work no more. Um, uh, but I also I, I realized the value of uh, being able to take away time for family and uh, to recharge. All of those things really do matter. So uh, I, that's why I was thankful I had a chance to see you in in Florida um, to visit Uncle Lynch uh, in his final days um and and to be there for for my family and Abev that that means the world to me i value the chance to be able to do that and i always could say you know i'm just so busy i can't do it and the other things but uh i'm value I'm, i i find a lot of value in being able to take time off and to, it's uh, always good especially to be able to spend time with those you love it's always Absolutely. good to be you know, as you spoke a while ago, you mentioned the word ministry, though. I heard in the spirit, I heard the word role model to teach men how to be good role models. Um, is that what is on your mind, a part of mentoring the youth to become role models, a mentorship sort of program? Because I'm I'm like saying, okay, Lord, in my mind, I'm like, what kind of a ministry? I'm feeling the Holy Spirit right now when I'm hearing role model. That is so important in this time and season because men need to learn how to become men. They, they, these youngsters grow up watching TV and they idolize what they see on the television, rappers and gangsters, and they're not necessarily good role models. They just focus on how to get rich quick, you know, money, the, the things of the flesh. But the Lord wants us to be able to look on things with spiritual eyes and want us to be the light of the world. Okay, so I want to know what are some of the key things that you'd like to say to young men? I'm more so, you know, young men in Jamaica, they're so marginalized. I wish that I knew of a lot of young men like yourself who, who know how to motivate. And I wish we had social programs like Urban Underground here too in Jamaica, you know, that can redirect and steer the youth to become passionate about your dreams, but at the same time to learn not to become youth advocates. You understand to be to, to be interested in justice and social justice and to empower them how to do things the right way right because there's always a way to do things okay so what 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 is your take and what advice do you have for young men both internationally jamaica us all over the world yeah, this broadcast my declaration is it's going worldwide yeah yeah all over the world too that's powerful um you know as i think about some of the things that have that people are drawn to me for it is for my integrity. Um, yes. It is for um, having a heart, you know, that is after the desires of God. Um, you know, those things are priceless. But you know, the world puts so much emphasis on uh, you know tangible, material things, and it's really important that we think much beyond that. Um, that we have much more influences in our life as men. Um, that are much bigger than you know, money is a part of it, and don't don't get that twisted because mm -hmm. men need to be able to provide, and and much of our purpose is called um, by being able to provide for our own families and and for our own legacies, and to build that uh, with God. But to um, not let that be the the sole focus. Too many times, money become becomes a sole focus, or sometimes women becomes a sole focus, and and it's it's like. It, that's completely off from where it should be. Um, I just had a really good interview. I'm working on a policy right now because uh, right now in, the, in our state in Wisconsin, a young person can get a sentence, um, especially from doing a really bad crime, and they could get life without the possibility 
of parole and the chance to be able to be released. So you have men serving in institutions in Wisconsin from crimes that they did when they were 16, 15, 14, 13. And they prison for 40 years. They've been in prison for 30 years without the chance to be able to get a sentence adjustment so that they can also show yeah, it's a long time. Um, and yeah. uh, I just did an interview with with a set with several men um, that committed these crimes when they were younger, and they talked about the influences that they had in their lives of what Any they mention. tried to model themselves after. Um, and it was it was trying to get money quick. It was mm-hmm. trying to impress them their friends. It was trying yes. to prove that they were men, uh, even as boys, and trying to prove that they their manhood was was uh, stronger and bigger than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so to be able to create a new foundation of what manhood is built on, um, mm-hmm. what biblical and God-led manhood is built on, is completely Amen. what the world looks like. So, um, you know, being able to define that, I think that is really important um, for, for men today, for young men, um, and, and for them to be able to, to see that their purpose if they start focusing on that early on what they, that, that God is calling them to do rather than what they think they should be doing. Um, they would keep an open mind. They would push themselves to work as hard as possible, not to um, diminish their contributions that they can make because they, they're not perfect or because uh, yes. you know, that they, they struggle with things um, uh, that it is okay to struggle. It is okay to, uh, not be okay. Uh, you know the the challenges. But it's important, important to build up self because if you don't have self confidence, as 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 Marcus Garvey say it twice, defeated in the race of life. And I find that with a lot of young men, they have a lot of pride. You know, pride to the point where they they don't want to go back to school. Right? Mm-hmm. They want to earn. They want to be able to provide for their family. But sometimes when they help come, they reject the help. Sometimes they refuse to change because sometimes the bad habits that they have. These things are deterrents to their progress and to their purpose and for them to get promotion as well. You understand? So it's important for persons to learn that they need to to submit to authority at times. They need to learn to forgive and let go of the past because some of the things that keep us shackled is that we keep on thinking about what somebody did to them in the past or what somebody did to their parents in the past. You understand? And they have to, to change their mindset. You understand how we think is is very important if we want change and also who we associate with is also important yeah who we associate with is so important so we have to watch the friends that we keep mm-hmm. right and being born in a particular family don't mean that you have to be like them being around for a particular environment don't mean that you have to adapt and adjust in that environment you can always make a difference. Be that light that shine. You understand? Yeah. Or sometimes you might not be appreciated in that community because, you know, Prophet don't have any honor in him own hometown. But you can go out, make a difference elsewhere, and then become accepted in your community. That way you can influence the change, change that you want to see that starts inside. Yeah. Okay? Absolutely. All right? So... I'm 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 honored to have you here on the program. I know that you have been motivating quite a few individuals, and here we have Jamaicans who are watching. If there are any questions that you'd like to ask State Rep, go in, please post it on the Facebook wall and in the YouTube. I am looking right, and remember to share the broadcast as well, 
remember to share. I know that there are persons who are looking to see it on the other page, but there was an issue with sharing it on the prophetic author page. I don't know what happened when I shared the broadcast, so it's on my main page. But we can always share the broadcast after and persons can watch it. Um, Fate Rep Boy, please share it to your fans. I'm sure they'll be excited to know that you had an interview right here in Jamaica and you got to speak about your Jamaican heritage. Tell me something. What what parish in Jamaica would you like to big up? <laughs> the parish, you know, the parish where your where your family is from. What parish in Jamaica would you like to big up any particular parish in Jamaica right now? Got you, got you. Now the parish names I don't really follow, but the town <laughs> names I do. So uh everybody in Keta, everybody in Keta Dupa. That's in Montego uh, Bay. Montego Bay. Yep, yep. Shouts out to everybody over there. Um, my uncle Headley's over there in, in Montego Bay. Shouts out to him and his uh, his uh, bed and breakfast. Um, man, uh, <laughs> Spanish Town. My mama's house is still in Spanish Town, and yeah. uh, my uncle Bronco is. Uh, uh, I think he's in Montego Bay too. So, uh, shouts out to all my family out there. Um, much love to them. Much love to them. <laughs> Much love to the boys and the girls in Montego Bay, Jamaica, and um, in Spanish Town, right? I am um, again here. Let me see if there's any comments. Persons are very quiet today. You have spoken so much. We are so proud of you. Another Jamaican right here in the diaspora who is not just representing Jamaica. Well, <laughs> he is representing the youth. He's showing ambitious individuals that you can still be a Christian, you can still be a politician, you can still shine amidst everything that's happening, amidst COVID, amidst the policy, amidst the belief of, of persons in your party, you are still following your purpose. We have five minutes to go, four, um, six minutes before the end of the program. I just want to take a 30 second break just to promote the book Purpose. Just a minute, okay. stay rep, I'm just gonna share. Yeah, do that. Go so Hold on. I'm going to share the audio right now. Please be quiet. <clears throat> What's wrong with this? Hold on. There it goes. Let me unmute. Can you see now? Okay, here we have on the on the page, my author page. And in particular, what I wanna showcase again is not just the book purpose, but the available range of books in Kindle and in paperback as well. So, so far we have for sale, for sale because the original price is $17 in paperback purpose, a blueprint to accomplishing God's plan for your life. It's this book here. It's the latest book that was launched in December, right? And it speaks about the definition of purpose, goal setting, reasons why we fail, different hindrances, making a plan for your life. When you are finished going through this book, you will have a plan, a map, 
so that you can move forward. You'd be able to look at some of the skills and the talents that you have, right? Write them down, assess them, and you'll be able to get a better direction for yourself. Okay, can you see the book? I'm on the back page. Are you seeing okay, State Rep? I can see it. Absolutely. That means awesome. I gotta buy I gotta buy a copy. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I'll appreciate that endorsement. So we have purpose and um, that's also great. A great teaching book. Then we have um, Dragon Slayer, which is an adventure series, drama series. It's actually real spiritual encounters that I've had. But the Lord has allowed me to write this book as an adventure series. And it's about spiritual warfare. It explains some of the things that happen when we when we're it going through our spiritual battles. In volume one, it explains everything from who God is, the, the Trinity itself, right? The process of deliverance and warfare. And then I go into my first spiritual experiences that we started in um, 2017, then 2018 you know, stronghold, principalities, those things, but they're written in a story form. So just okay. like how you would like read Chronicles of Narnia, uh, a kind of Lord of the Ring kind of feel, right? That's the kind of feel because those are the books and the movies that I used to love. And it's yeah. so often that the Lord is giving me these type of experiences that I thought were fictional, but they are so real. The spirit realm is so real. Forces real, right? Portals are real. Witchcraft and witches and warlocks are real, right? Baphomet is real. I have seen them. I know. I know about altars and these things. So you will learn how to fight, how to defend yourself, some of the things that we experience. And it's not scary. It's written as a fictional book so that it's better for the appetite and, and it's more digestible. Because naturally, if some persons are afraid, they, they, they read fairy tale book. They read about all these fairy tale books, and they think it's, you know, it's just imagination. But in real life, these things actually happen. So read it as you would a storybook, but just know that these things actually happen in real life. We have volume three coming out soon. It's been written from December. That is about Pharaoh, let my people go. And in volume three, I'm speaking about the Pharaoh spirits that I see here in the land of Jamaica. So special communities. Um, I speak about the Tainos. Yes, the Taino Indians, the Indian spirits that I saw um, from Old Stone Hill Road, Narbrook, Cherry Garden, Hope Pastures, Papin, the, um, what's the place there in Mona, that there was actually a Taino village. It was actually a Taino village after you pass Mona Brown, a tavern. Right, Tayeno. And I had no idea about these things until the Lord showed me a whole lot of things. And I had to put it in story form so that it's digestible. I have Visionaries, which is a history series. It's also every each book that I write speaks about deliverance and oppression and how Jamaica is impacted. This book speaks about slavery. It speaks about some American abolitionists. I did not know that Jamaica actually had a relationship with people like Theodore Weld. David, I've been to Pennsylvania. Philadelphia is my city. And okay. I had no idea that these great abolitionists in Philadelphia had a relationship with Jamaica in the 1830s. So right before receiving emancipation, Jamaica was seen as a ground, an experimentation ground, where missionaries and the abolitionists like um, J.C. JC Pennington, mm. Weld, Amos Phelps, those persons, those those names there, Nancy Prince, right? Lucy, mm. 
I remember listening to Lucy Woolcock and these people. They were all have Jamaican experiences, right? And, okay. and in particular, this gentleman who we did not recognize in Jamaica, his name is Renshaw, right? And okay. another one named David Ingraham. They came to Jamaica and they established these, these, these um, ministries. And that is how the school that you see on the front cover started. It's just one ministry, right? The school, Oberlin, which was my former high school. So I got that. And that book is actually about leadership. It also includes one of our own Jamaican national hero, George William Gordon. I didn't know so much about George William Gordon. Um, just the basics, but to see how he impacted the parish of St. Mary in particular, how he fought for the people when they, they got cholera, right? Mm. Knowing that he himself was a missionary who was very anointed and he impacted so many persons across Jamaica was just very powerful in the research that I was able to get through the American Missionary Association and wow. another archive, yes. Okay. I can't wait to go to New Orleans, David. I tell you, I can't wait to go to New Orleans because there is so much rich history that mm. we don't know. I did not know that Joseph Spurge, who was the person who influenced um, abolition here, even in Jamaica, that his sister sent the money for for the school. You know, so mm. it's just a lot of that we don't know, but yeah. we have rich history. So get the book, Paradise here. I honor to my mother Ivy Clark, but it. Also allowed me, in 2018, the Lord showed me paradise. He taught me about the supernatural, the prophetic. Um, this is where uh, a lot of interesting encounters I speak about, warfare in it as well, and a love story is also in it. So get paradise. You'll have an idea what it is to be in paradise. You'll have an idea about um, what hell and heaven is like, right? The Lord, the Lord. The Lord taught me about that as well, and it's listed in paradise. So I hope everyone here today will get an opportunity to get a book, get a copy. Thank you so much for thank you so much for tuning in to this break. All well, right. You're a book writing machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, David, you don't understand. There are a lot of books that are still within me. I have mm -hmm. unfinished books. Um, quite a few to write. There is a big book coming out later this year that you need to look forward to. It's called Testimony, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> a person can start rebooking in the summer. I'm going to be putting out that information on that in the summer, okay. right? And hopefully that is here to change lives. It'll right. speak especially to a lot of women who went through divorce, who has had a miscarriage who has had a lot of hurt, you know, broken relationship, people, families going through stagnation, impacted by witchcraft again, because, you know, I'm a deliverance and warfare minister. So most of my books speak about that. But that book also is also a love story. So <laughs> that's something new. That's a different line. So the Lord is taking me in different lines. Mm -hmm. So we have the, the, the warfare book, educational, those on leadership. And purpose is a book mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to use to train. So I'm going to be offering workshops where we're going to be doing goal setting, goal setting activities. And I also do a lot of prophetic declaration. So because of our special purpose today, can I share the link to the book? Thank you, Jamel. I will share the link right here. Um, Suen, um, uh, Suen Mari says, nice to have you, Mr. Bowen. That's a oh, comment so, on, oh, YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube. Remember not to post the comment. Mm -hmm. You know what I forgot? <laughs> to 
um, especially during that that quarantine time where everything was shut down. Um, I was I was seeking after God so heavy, and um, I went through the process of self deliverance. Um, and there's this mm-hmm. book called Pigs in a Parlor, and yes, uh, the woman of God directed me to read that book. Um, and oh my God, <laughs> I I went through that. I think process it's Derek Prince. Is Derek yeah. Prince who writes Pigs in the yep. Parlor? Yeah, and yep. it's a basic deliverance book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't take that lightly. I, I I had to get renewed in just seeing how awesome God is, and just how He works, and how things. When I say had to get broken off of me, literally, that's exactly what happened. And praise uh, the Lord, I'm able to do the gifts in the spirit I have now. Oh my God, it's 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 totally different. Um, that I am able to operate in a completely different way. Um, and so as you talk about addressing those principalities, you talk about uh, addressing the things that have the people of God bound today. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm all in to make sure that people get free uh, from those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, I, I'm, I'm so thankful. <laughs> awesome, David. I've read Pigs in the Parlor too. You need mm-hmm. to read some of my books. You're going to have some eye-opening moments. And Good. please do, Good. when you do read them, make sure you put your comments in there so persons can know here. We, we go deep. We are basic and we have deep. When you come on yeah. to deliverance, there, there's a range. There's a range of things and process, right? So yeah. there's a question here from Mickey Calder. He says, how did you deal with the failures? And as a mental health challenge, is that many persons don't know how to deal with the failures? How do you deal with the failures, right? Mm-hmm. And especially remember, some persons would even think that thinking about suicide is so so bad, you shouldn't be. How do you deal with any other failures that you experience? Yeah, no, that's that's a really good question because it comes down to, um, you know, these things that you did not want to have happen happened, and trying to grow from there to see that you can still be able to write that course. Or I think one of the biggest things that I felt was that I, I let God down. I felt like I failed God himself. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> on myself saying, and, and these are messages from the enemy, that you are a failure, that you uh, haven't done anything good, that the very God that you serve, um, you have failed him, so you should just be, Put away. You should just be thrown away. Rather than closing that chapter and saying, you know what? I may have fallen short, but I still get to get back up. I still get to accept the grace God has put on my on my life that he's crowned me with and to still be able to build new uh, situations that now won't be rooted in what I wanted to have happen. It'll be rooted in what God wants to have happen, his will and not mine. So um, that's how you get over. So submission, um, submitting your will to the Lord is very critical. And Thinking that's what, about what he wants. You have to submit to Christ. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, women in our lives submit themselves to, uh, to their headship and, and husbands, but men have to submit themselves to Christ and to emulate Christ and how they treat, especially their wives and everybody else. So, you know, if you are, if you're about that life, that means that you actually have to forgive yourself that you have to live a life um, where you may, you may fall, but because you fall doesn't mean that it defines you as a failure. Amen, amen. Failure does not define you as a failure. 
God yeah. is the one like who that. defines you. That is critical like for you that. to know. So it's not about what people say. It's not about what people think. It's what God says that matters. He is what matters. I see here, um, Colleen Douglas say, wow, it's good to be hearing your story, Sir Boyne, and God's grace is definitely showing on you. She's saying God's grace on your life. Simone's spoken word poetry is saying, awesome testimony, David. Continue being yourself and walking in your purpose. We are so proud of you. We're so proud of having another Jamaican here sharing their story that with Christ in the vessel, you can smile at the storm and mm -hmm. you can achieve. You have to have perseverance. Yes, you have to be able to continue despite the negatives that you even hear in your own mind. What if David had killed himself? Would we be able to have this handsome young man here on the set tonight, right? Oh, 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 oh mighty God, I feel the Holy Ghost presence right now. Yeah, a reminder that, um, you know, a lot of times we try to associate blame to things that really weren't even our fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's the enemy telling you that you should be blamed for everything. But when you come mm -hmm. into alignment with God, you start to see that there were dynamics happening that mm -hmm. you didn't even have mm -hmm. control over. So therefore, you shouldn't even blame yourself. You, know? you can't you can't control the fact you. that the rain is falling. You can't, but you can you yes. can stand through it and let that storm pass you and it, it'll be a brighter day afterwards. The sun's still shining above those clouds. It's the it's it's just the things that are happening below that you have to withstand. So um I have to shout out in June. In June it will be Caribbean American uh Heritage Month. Um and the White House usually recognizes that. So we will recognize that again with the White House. We did that back in 2017 with the White House. And I had a chance to go to the White House. And um, was it 17? 15. 15. 2015. Um, so we did that with the Obama administration. And then we'll, we'll, we'll reach out again and do it again this June um, with the Biden administration. But we get a chance to highlight the contributions that folks from the Caribbean uh, have contributed to the uh, United States of America, and uh, we get connected with folks in universities and um, in science in different industries, and we all come together and celebrate contributions of Caribbean American folks or folks that. That's are an online event. Is it like a webinar or a physical training? Yeah, it'll be online. Usually, it's in person in DC. This time, it'll be online. So we'll figure out a way to highlight get that information to you, so folks can. Uh, be a part so of we can we can join from Jamaica. That'd be awesome. I've never yeah. heard about that. I've never participated in that. So that's 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 great. That's a great idea. I'd love to be able to partner with some of our international friends and to be able, especially to speak about purpose. We all have yeah. a purpose. And it is time and season for us to rise and to rise and shine. You understand? And for, it is time for persons to know that there are so many things that impact them on purpose, and you can't blame yourself. I've yeah. seen where it's not until persons get deliverance that they realize the true potential that they have. Mm -hmm. I have seen, I remember mm -hmm. once I actually saw someone who was struggling, you know, in the community and the things that I saw, it was would have been very difficult for him to get out of the situation, right? Mm -hmm. Even nowadays, some things that impact gender and sexual orientation, there are spirits, there are spirits and, and they create things called strongholds. So, mm -hmm. 
Our people suffer because of ignorance, because of lack of knowledge. If we read just the basic word of God, we will see that there is hidden information that we didn't know all these years just through the word of God, which is truth, which is truth. Father, I just feel the urge right now to pray. I'm going to pray yes, for God. the people. I'm going to pray for David. And if you have other questions, because we're getting ready to wrap up right now, right? Um, just please post them quickly, right? As we, we just, we just want to hear more from the Lord. Last week, the Lord also spoke to some of our online viewers about purpose, right? Um, I just heard, I just heard, don't give up hope. There's somebody somebody yes, who is watching who feels like giving up hope and the lord is saying don't give up hope right now your books will be sold yes despite how it looks don't give up hope because yes, this is what i have purposed you for and i purpose you to write so i'm going into not just uh spiritual language but natural languages david this is this is the second program i'm not sure if you know how i operate when i'm on periscope or twitter when i'm on twitter there are people from other countries who sign okay. on right okay and they speak different languages and the lord through the gift of diverse tongue will allow me to speak a language that i don't normally speak so that Amen. they understand Amen. So, so if you if you hear don't just don't be perturbed. This is just how the Lord used me to communicate with the world. Yeah. Okay? Well, I speak in tongues, so everything is uh blended in. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So um I'm um, so Lord is saying the person who is online there that his plan is to prosper you. For I know the plans I have for you. So that's Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I have given you a gift. I'm giving you as a gift to your nation, he says. There is a lot that you will do in this season that relates to bringing around peace, says the Lord. Peace. You understand? There's been differences in your tribes throughout the years who have been at odds. Now is a time for you to settle so that you can have peace. Because a lot of change is coming in globally. To how things are done. In the naturally, how things are normally done, right? So the so it is time now for you to put out the things that you have used to oppress each other over the years. He says, and to work in a harmonious relationship. He says, because we do not have much time to settle our dispute because I'm coming back for my world soon. That is the message he's giving to that nation. Mm, I hear the word African nation. I'm not sure what tribal dialect that is, but I'm hearing that is the word that I'm giving you. No, I'm seeing people with spears. I'm seeing an ancient, I'm seeing, you know, like when you watch a movie, Shaka Zulu, a kind of a view. I'm seeing someone standing up with a big, it's like a leaf-like shape um, shield with a spear and black face painting. Not sure 
not sure which exact tribe that is, right? But that's what the person I'm actually seeing in the spirit. I don't know how that word is gonna get out there to them. I don't know. But this is the internet nowadays, you understand? So somebody may understand and is able to translate and to, to share the word to them for that that that, that nation. Um hmm. Somebody is supposed to be a philanthropist helping to feed the world, Glory feeding the world. And um, I'm, I'm hearing rice. I don't know who is supposed to be helping with the distribution of rice. Um, I'm going to go into another dialect. This message is about distributing rice to people. I'm seeing bags of rice coming off ships. It is some sort of Asian country. I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Asian country. I just already mentioned a name. So whomever is here who understands that language, there is there are some people in your country who are going to need help with food because again he's warning about uh, some trade war that's going to be happening and there are some poor people in your country that there is inequity in terms of how things are distributed so this is what he wants they put the, the boat to them i'm actually still seeing persons like on a boat and they're taking off the bags of rice they're on a boat and they they have on some like raincoat looking something but they're taking off the bags to, to, to take to shore, okay? So I pray, mighty God, that whatever it is that are coming to these people will be distributed equitable, equitably, mighty God, because it is your will for your people to prosper and be of good health and to not suffer because of famine or lack of food or any shortage there is in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Um, I'm hearing something else again about giving a word to the people. Hold on again. Mm-hmm. This message is about somebody who's watching rising up to their purpose and rising up to glorify the Lord. That is what that message was just said a while ago about rising up to the purpose and rising up to glorify the Lord. David, you're a blessing to so many. You have no idea how much the words that you spoke tonight will impact the world. Many are the plans of man. You understand? He says, but it is my purpose for your life will prevail, says the Lord. Yes, it is. I am yes, so is. happy to, to hear that you have yielded to my spirit, says the voice of God. And there is much blessings in store for you, he says, and in particular as it relates to family. 
I know the desires of your heart, says the Lord. Another he is saying that your purpose is in my hand. Um, hearing the word trust, it's all about trust. And he's saying, yes, that you're a man of faith. He's building your faith and he's building you to become a warrior for him. He's saying that you're going to fight in a different way. You're going to fight through the word, hallelujah. And you're going to bring social justice, continue to bring social justice to many. And many will be influenced, not just by the things that you do, but by your spirit, the spirit that I have put in you, says the Lord. Amen. So your ministry, he says, is not just about to win souls for Christ, it is about how you impact the nation. That is a part of ministry. And the young people, he says, I have put you in the position to influence the young people, yes, the youth. And I still hear the word youth advocate. He says, I still hear that word. Yes, God. And he says, Your passion is what is fueling your purpose. And I am the one who is fueling your passion. Mm. You understand? Amen. So Amen. I, I hear the term united with Christ. Hallelujah. So you're being bounded like this with Christ. Mighty God. Glory it's a cord that is binding you together. And I pray that you will never waver. You will never fault. And that people will, because of your spirit today, not view all mm. politicians as bad. You understand? They will view politicians in a different way. And yes, to God. understand that we all have to, we're all, we will be judged for our own actions, not just for the, the actions of the party. We'll be judged for the actions that we have control over and the things that we do. Amen. You understand? And Amen. to not put everybody in one Amen. barrel because of how we see a party. You understand? Yes, this is how God is going to judge each of us. And the Lord is confirming today to the nation and to nations that you have his spirit. Mm. So despite what anybody says, because of your affiliation, he's saying there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and walk yes. according to his purpose. Yes. It is his purpose that matters. Yes, God. His. So tonight we give God the glory and the honor because you're Absolutely. walking in the way and the will of the Lord. And not many youngsters, not many individuals your age, you're in your 30s, you're, 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 you have so much ahead of you, but you are giving your best life to God. When others choose to come in the 50s, you are choosing your best, your best life now. You're giving it to the Lord. And that is a great sacrifice. And, and, and right now I'm seeing like flames. And like I hear the word incense to the Lord. I thought it was just praise alone that would go up as incense to the Lord. But he's saying, because you're honoring me, it is going up as a fragrance into my nostril. My God. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Jesus, this is something new. This, I never heard him say that before, but he said, honor is so important to him, and especially for men. Men in today's society were so easily led by idols, the things of the world, and those spirits that are at 
attached to those idols. Yes, he's very critical and he's saying, He's equipping yes, you now with more gifts. He's equipping you now with more spiritual gifts. You shall be discerning greatly. You shall yes, be seeing greatly things that you never saw before. And the gift of wisdom, mighty God. Yes, Lord. Let that be a yes, like God. a hill over his head. Yes, God. The gift of wisdom. So foresight, hindsight, mighty God. Yes, Word of Lord. knowledge, mighty God. Wisdom, yes. Lord. More Lord. strength and fortitude, Lord. We declare over this your state, rep for the state of Wisconsin. We declare, we declare that the principalities and powers that yes, has been impacting the state Glory. of Wisconsin Glory. will be brought to shame and confusion and that they will be judged and that because this representative is a man of you and that because his blood is being purified by the blood of Jesus that many of the altars will fall that the blood of Jesus will come and will consecrate the land and that we will see the soul change that the Lord has in store for his people. Yes, God. Yes, God. Bind them together, mighty Lord. I hear it. Bind with cords that cannot be broken. Yes, Lord. I call for unity that people yes, will understand the ideologies that he has and that they will be buying mighty God. Mighty God. Yes, Lord. Mighty God, we curse that spirit that wants the shedding of blood in the city of Milwaukee, even now. Mighty God. And in Arabu, Sikiandai, Robo, the nearby state, that nearby city of Chicago. I'm here in Chicago as well. Mighty God, we curse it in the name of Jesus. Rebuke the spirit of child sacrifice because of the abortions rebuke it in the name of Jesus child sacrifice because of it a lot of the young people they are oppressed they are in bondage I'm seeing the guns and people just walking on the street and a lot of it is because it's been coming from the forefathers and we say let that be judged even now let the altars of Baal be judged in the name of Jesus we tear yes, down the altars of Baphomet and Baal in the name of Jesus we tear yes, down the altars of Amalek in the name of Jesus. We tear yes, down God. the Asherah poles, the Asherah poles in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We declare that today is a new day, mighty God. Dispatch yes, angels into the cities, into the towns, and into the state. And we call forth and I are released for the people, the release for the people. We bind the spirit of infirmity, we bind yes, the spirit of yes, COVID, we bind the yes, strong man evil. No, yes, in the name of Jesus, we bind all of the witchcraft that's happening. Yes, we bind the spirit of murder, the spirit of jealousy, envy, hate, fighting on evil self, hate. They're hating themselves and they're turning to drugs, taking drugs because they hate themselves. Mighty God, rebuke that in Jesus' name. Rebuke the Jezebel spirits. Rebuke the spirits of fornication and perversion on the land in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we just thank you, Father, that the spirit of righteousness 
when a righteous spirit leads lord that blessing will come upon the land so we decree and we declare Open heavens even now. We decree and we decree. We call upon the angels to destroy even now. And break through, break through, open doors. Open doors for this man. Open doors for the vision. Open door for your children, Lord. Let other persons wonder what has happened to the state. Why is it now that even the justice is overturned, be changed? I see some people in the justice system need to be taken out, they need to be moved. We declare then that I'm outside that they be moved now. There are obstacles to the Lord's movement in the name of Jesus. There are obstacles. We declare that they be moved in Jesus' name. Even now. We decree. Yes, God. Lord, continue to just put your head of protection around him, Lord. Because you say when your head is removed that the serpent will bite, mighty God. We bless his family, Lord. We pray especially for his mother, Maureen, even now, Marie Boyne, and his father, even now, all his siblings, even now, the extended family, the immediate family, mighty God. We just pray for your peace and we pray for your, your healing anointing on every single member of the family, mighty God. And we just give you thanks for their lives, Lord, mighty God, and for the happiness and the joy and the closeness that you have provided for them and the spirit, your spirit and the spirit of love that you have given them. And we just pray that they'll be able to teach others, teach not just your family, but to teach others about the importance of having God in their lives and about the importance of living their purpose, being ambitious, and you're having your spirit of love, first and foremost, love. Hallelujah. So even now, Father, as we even close this program, God, we decree and we declare that blessings of the Lord make you rich and add it no sorrow. And we decree and we declare that chains be broken and that doors be opened for the persons who are watching this broadcast. And that your purpose will come forth in Jesus' name. We break and we bind every obstacle and hindrance that you are experiencing, even now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. There are some comments here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Swain says, failure does not define you, only what God said matters. Right? Donna Michael Anderson says, more blessing and prosperity to you. Carlene says, the architecture for justice for one and all. See how your architecture end up being used now? Amen. Amen. Yes. You know, she she smells sweet smelling savor. I hope that you are so enjoying the program. Thank you so much, Mickey, for your wonderful word, powerful prayer. I thank you all for joining us today. Do you have any final words? You've been uh, you've been such a most oh, gracious host to be here out of your busy uh, schedule in almost two hours. Yes, I, no, I'm thankful. And uh, prophetess, it, it got to be your new title because. Uh, Ooh, Jesus, that was that was a lot. And um, I'm, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful that I get a chance to grow in it um, and to, uh, to 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 impact. So uh, this this video will be close with me. I can assure you that. So thank you for that. Prophetess Clark. <laughs> You're welcome. I see Mickey Calder, Calder here saying thank you, David, for sharing with us God's continuous blessing to you. Amen. Amen. May the populations of our countries, may they both rise.
That's power. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. May the grace of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost rest remain and abide it. Everybody here, from my home to yours, from David's home to yours, we yes. thank you. Walk in your purpose. And look out next week, my visitor next week, I hope to have an entrepreneur and a motivational speaker. He's a motivational coach upcoming. He is a man of God. And um, his name is, well, Let's see. Tune in next week and you'll know. He's from the United States, coming out of Atlanta. Tune in next week and you'll see who this important person is. He's here to motivate you. He's here to share the word of God and to tell you how he grew his small business into a large organization. Amen. Tune in next week for more On Purpose. I'm Lisa Ann Clark, Providence <laughs> from the Holistic Healing Ministries. I want to thank GCNS Nursing Services from Philadelphia for being our sponsor today. Check them out for nurse aid services and for training. And remember to log on for the book. And you can email me, it's on the screen, bizcoachja at gmail.com, B-I-Z-C-O-A-C-H-J-A at gmail.com. Thank you so much, David. Have a wonderful evening. And to all oh, our man. guests, Thank have you so a much, great Lisa. night. Yes. Have a good Peace. night, y'all. Thank you so much. Take you care. You too. One love. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye. Do you all on Twitter? Kundalai Shinki and I. Kutunu take a kue. I kona ujeba yo take la jona mekia. No devio kuta kia kia tada. Mose kia kia. Alaba. All right. This is kind of strange, right? I'm getting used to this stuff. Okay. Sometimes of the five different languages. But God is God. The Holy Spirit. All languages. That is so amazing. Oh my goodness. What gifts God has given you? <laughs> God, we give God the glory and the praise. We can't limit Him. You see, when you when you don't put God inside in our box, He go. just opens the doors yeah. and show yeah. you just how magnificent He is. So my advice to persons here: if you want to walk in your true purpose, never put God in our box. Just be That's open-minded. Right. Right. You understand, right. and you'll see just how much your life will change. Um, Dream Andy here. She says bye, David. Bye, everybody. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.